What's up, everybody? It's Jasmine, and I am here again with Rhythm and Bay Podcast. So excited. Um, I'm always excited. That's something that is consistently the thing here. I'm always excited when I have a guest in today, and I'm really excited to have this one with you today. You might know him from Advice from a Fuckboy, his fantastic podcast, or maybe you've just seen him touring all over the country, performing just about everybody. Give it up, everybody, for Clint Coley, everybody. Hey! You don't, you don't have a, uh, you don't have a, 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 uh, a hand clap. Yeah. You don't have that. You know, your podcast doesn't, <laughs> does it have that? Okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, and you know, it's funny. I'm talking shit. Cause I don't have one on mine either, but, <laughs> but I, 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 I was hoping that there was a, uh, applause, but okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just, you just made a, you just made me feel so so raggedy my I'm own teasing. home i'm no you know your podcast is all that man no first of all i was a legit yo can you play your intro music again like that, that like i was i had a body roll with that do it again Somebody ryan one more time yes i like that i like that It's called Scream My Name, and I found it on this like unlicensed music thing. I spent two hours because I have this fantasy that, I, and I am gonna okay. do this when I get like the the proverbial balls to do it. When I get a little bit less scared of looking at myself, I am going okay. to make a full on like singing in the rain, leopard print couches, candles, '90s R&B music video. I am gonna shoot it, and There's I am going to. Wrong with that. I am going there's to rap and sing the theme music. And I have, I bought the licensing for the full song and there's going to be a full on music video. And you know what? Do it. When we hit like, when we get to like a thousand subscribers, I will release it y'all. I will release the full Do video, like Do it. wind tunnel, everything. Do everything. it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I'm, I'm encouraging it. I say you do it before you hit a thousand, but you know what? Make sure you hit a thousand, but do it. Do it. Yeah. Keep you keep your word. Don't not do it. I'm gonna hold you to it. I know you will. I know you will. I almost regret saying it because you will. Yeah, do it. Do you, it. You'd be like, "Where's that video? You you did that Where video." Where is it? I'm 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 waiting. Man, so how have you been? I feel like it's been a while since I've. I feel like the last time I saw you in person was I had I was visiting LA con contemplating the move before I got okay. here. And uh, and then I got to see like uh, it was like downtown where like your studio was at, uh, and got to like hang out with you for a little bit. And then it's been like mm -hmm. a while. I know like you know the last year has been crazy for everybody, but you got so many things going on. Like what's what what are some things you're working on right now? So man, first of all, this is the last time you see me. Damn, that was like 2017 is when I had that studio downtown, or we had like a yeah. little office. We had an office mm -hmm. where like I, I wanted. I had a I had a vision. Like even with that office, man, I wanted to. Um, I watched. You ever watch the Social Network? Mm -hmm. uh, the joint about 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 Facebook. What I liked though was that like once they got a little bit of bread or whatever, like they all went up to Palo Alto and went stayed in they in the house. Like they all worked in a hut and locked in for like six seven months. Like while Eduardo was trying to get money. You know, Zuckerberg was just trying to keep the integrity and the, you know, and, and keep Facebook going, going up and up and up. With that being said, I wanted to have the same thing. I wanted to collaborate with other writers. I want to sit in the other room. I want to sit in the room. Like, what are we working on? What are we doing? How are we, how are we making this? You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, since then, um, in the last year, I got, you know, I got the World Series of Spades. Um, that's, uh, uh, if I, it, I released it on Amazon Prime. It's a show yeah. exactly what it sounds like. We play in spades. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and that, that, that's, that's doing very well. Um, it's going to be on a different network, uh, and very soon I can't talk about it too much, but, um, okay. hush, hush. yeah, it's, it's, it's nah, man. Like life is good. Like, com- like comedically life is good. I will say, like, I, I can't say, I can't say, I can't, I, I can't say like, I'm not getting blessed. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. That's so good to hear. I know yeah, you've I got, I know you're, did you just, now you either just recorded an album or you're about to record an album, right? I'm about to record. I'm recording it next week. Yes, Literally okay. a week from today, I'm recording next week in St. Louis. That is so, it's crazy to like, because so many comics had to slow down in the last year. So a lot of people are just now reacquainting themselves with the stage and getting their feet wet. And you're like ready to put out another album. And I loved your last one so, so very much, especially, I mean, just like joke after joke's great, but especially Undefeated is one of my favorites. Like, just... yeah. So, so this album um, is a little bit different for me, man. Um, because we have it, because it, it, it's not, there's so much that goes into this album for me, man. Like, yo, this is my album where I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm done being anybody's opening act. Like, I'm not opening for nobody no more. So, like, on top of all, on top of the album, like, every show leading up to this album, they were sold out. I did it. Like, not nobody else. Said, you know what I'm saying? In different cities. Like, that means a lot to me. So, I'm... I'm I'm grateful for that. That's that's really the the main thing. This album is showing me like I'm I'm on, I'm I'm up there with the big dogs. Yeah, and I think you definitely deserve to be. I will say one thing I love about what you do with your social media presence is you're very honest about like what it's like to do this, like and all of the things that go into it too. Because like I remember one time you pointed out, yo, like why do y'all like and respond more when i'm opening for someone than when i sell Why? out a club myself you know and and it's like it, i come off bitter right but it's like no nah, like I we need to bitter. stop no 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 i'm saying like i've been told like it comes off bitter and i'm like nah it's not that i'm bitter i'm very grateful for the sellout but my thing is it's like yo like people we act like we don't want validation and we do like mm-hmm. at the end of the day like you you're you know you, your husband if he if you if you're wearing something nice for him you want to you notice, motherfucker? Yeah, here, look, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like, so I'm not saying that I want people to notice this, but it's like I tell you, I'm opening for DL. It's like, congrats, and I'm just like, he is not a touchdown. Selling out a show that people twenty dollars a ticket. Like we sold out a show. Like, our, like we we about to record in St. Louis. The first show been sold out. Like we we sold out that. We had to add a show because the first show was sold out a month ago. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like in St. Louis, I ain't never, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not from St. Louis. I don't like that's why I say I'm with the big dogs. That's I so that's amazing. I don't think it comes off bitter at all. I think it just comes off real and like kind of points out people's miss like it comes from a good place, but it's a little bit misguided, their obsession with celebrity. But I get it. I yes. think a lot of people conflate a famous person from a successful person. And you right. can be successful and talented and very worthy in your art and not necessarily be famous. You know what I mean? Like, is it okay? Right. Does it get on your nerve? Do people ever say this to you and mean it as a compliment, but they're like, man, 
why you ain't on blah 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 but yeah I, I don't <laughs> yeah so i don't take that i take i used to take it personal and then i'm sorry i'm trying to order thai food i'm high um <laughs> I'm literally I got I'm ordering the top. Touch distracted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what are you. I, I knew you was probably looking at me like, "What is he doing?" I, I'm not. I'm I'm ordering Thai food. That's legit what I'm doing right now. Um, okay. it's a spot called Fire Ass Thai. The shit is fire. Um, the point I was no, but what I was gonna say is no. We don't. I don't take it. I, I don't get upset because it's like yo, like yeah, somebody's like yo, man, why you ain't doing this or why you ain't doing that? And I'm like, but I got my own show. Mm-hmm. I got my own show. And I'm not saying like 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 no no like I legit have my own show like I'm the creator I'm the, I'm that guy like why I don't you don't it, it family members don't respect like they don't respect the they don't they don't they respect other people validating you yeah like I never I don't like I never want to be the guy that knows the guy yeah man because I could call DL right now no, I don't I don't want to be that guy call me. Like I don't want I don't want to be the guy who knows the guy. Like, oh, I know I know this guy. Like, all right, that's what's up. No, oh, he knows me. I love that. I love that. That's a little. I think that's that natural chip on your shoulder. But that's what like yeah. makes it important. Like you have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder to make it in any industry because you have to have that fight. If it comes too easy to listen, you, it's just listen. Yeah, I saw a tweet showed Tom Brady's draft situation where he was looking all flabby and shit and how he was picked 199 in the sixth round and he tweeted back and said this still gets me fired up <laughs> like yo this man you're talking about the most accomplished quarterback or accomplished football player in nfl history and he said this still gets me fired up the fact that he was overlooked 21 years ago that's that like yeah that still gets him fired up i would be i'm too sensitive for all that i couldn't like i swear <laughs> I, i'm just i'm imagining someone posting a picture of me at my chubbiest like how did you feel <laughs> like, oh. I get it. with with athletes like your body is like god the only but way it, wasn't a man... body, it was just the fact that they said he was unathletic he wasn't going to do this he couldn't do that he what he couldn't do and he like the that's word cool. you used was flabby though. The word you used was flabby, homes. No, but he just doesn't look like he looks different now. Like he looks a lot different. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He just look. Oh, he looked like a scrawny. He looked like a scrawny like kid coming out of college. <laughs> Little did we notice that's the goat. If somebody said to you, if you looked at this picture that he had, and somebody said this would become this guy will be the greatest quarterback of all time in tw- in twenty years, you'd be like, hell no. We love a come up story though. We do. It's it's a weird thing in our culture though, because I feel like we love a come up story, but we also love an overnight success. And a lot of people love mm-hmm. to discredit like something and go, oh man, mm-hmm. so-and-so came out of nowhere. And I'm just like, no, that nowhere they was all, 15 years. There's no such thing like, as a nowhere. It's, you know, it's, it, it is weird. It's people. Yeah. But like people, it's people, people want, want both. Like people, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, like, yo, man, like, like, it's like, yo, can I get some mashed potatoes? Well, do you got gravy too? Like, it's like, they want, every, like, it's like, you, you can't get it. Like, okay, prime example. Like, people don't like Steph Curry. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you like Steph Curry? Oh, well, he grew up privileged. 
Is he, I mean, how, what, uh, well, you know, he ain't had to go do what LeBron went through. And I'm like, but wait a minute, (laughs) time out. And my my thought to the, and and when I heard that, I was like, yo, like, Steph was picked like eighth in the draft, I think, believe, or something like that. But he went to Davidson. And also, Steph is not a physically imposing guy. He literally changed basketball. He was not like, what are you talking about? Like, why don't, but because he, his, his, he grew up with money. Like we had this thing, black people was like, we want to get out the hood, but we also want to, but we had, but you got to struggle a little bit. Yeah. It was like, that's like a specific thing we put on black people too. Cause it's just like, I feel like the only time we refuse to be like, to celebrate someone if they haven't come like, I remember, do you remember the argument about if Saweetie was hood enough? Like if she was cosplaying a hood girl, I was like, a girl whose real name is Diamante, like we're really concerned. Like her her parents like sat down and were like, Diamante, that's what goes on the birth certificate. Well, I think the, the thing is sometimes, and, and I hate to say this, but I think sometimes when you see people out there being too much hood, it kind of feels like it's an act. So you mm-hmm. got it. So unfortunately, you do have to check, like, are you in person? Like, because my thing is, there's people that I know like that, that shit ain't funny. Like I got cousins like that. I got cousins who act like certain hood chicks that I see on Instagram. I don't, mm-hmm. I hate it. You know what I'm saying? But to some people that like, you know what I'm saying? Some people that shit cute, but like, don't be out here frauding like you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you bought it and you not. There's a level to it. Like it'd be one thing if she was like claiming a gang. You know what I mean? It's more, it's just baby hairs. You know what I mean? I think. <laughs> right. It's, you know yeah, what I okay. mean? You're so, yeah, like- I don't even, yeah, I don't even care. I don't care enough. I like. Whatever sweetie do, I'm here for it. Tap it. Same. Same. I um I just weirdly got down. I just think women you know what I think it is, man. Men just don't want let women do their thing. Like just I don't understand. Just guys, just let women do whatever they want, dog. Like that's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. While I got you, I'm curious. Do you think men are do you think men are threatened by female rappers? Like I noticed that like yes. every dude yes. female yes. rappers. Yes. I, I, yes. I said this on TikTok. I was yes. like, why are y'all you so think- jealous of Megan, Megan Stallion? It's because she's taller than you and has the career you want. Like, why are y'all mad? Guys, here's the thing. I am going to look at Meg the Stallion objectively. Let's take away her looks. Yo, Meg can rap, yo. Yes. Meg can rap. Meg rap circles around niggas. Now, the reason why guys weren't threatened by like light and why they embraced her was because light wasn't over sexualizing the culture. She wasn't sexualizing the culture. Neither mm-hmm. was Queen Latifah. Guys didn't get intimidated till they met Lil Kim. Lil Kim. Guys didn't get intimidated. And then even with Lil Kim, it was different because there was a man writing her rhymes. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, this was still a man-made image. You didn't mm-hmm. really get to like females who are like, and I'm not saying that somebody's writing Cardi's or whoever's lines, but like <clears throat> these women are owning their sexuality. They owning whatever the fuck you saying about them. And at the end of the day, and they good at it and they're selling mm-hmm. more than you and they're performing in venues and getting the, getting the sponsorship deals that you wish you was getting. Not understanding that, yo, there's enough room for everybody to eat. I do think there's some men who are intimidated by that. Yes. I agree. Yeah. It's there a are weird some thing. Who do it. 
I think you're, you're nailing that you're putting the nail on the head with like the association with men. Cause then a person can say, Oh yeah, I like this little Kim thing. And then you're like, yeah, cause I like Biggie and you don't actually have to give little Kim her full credit. And then, and that's not to say that little Kim like isn't capable. She, can rap, she was great. But at the end of the day, she was made by Biggie. Like, I mean, yes. she does not, I mean, and you got to remember even her career after, I mean, she was, a, she's a good MC, but like, you know, even Foxy Brown, same thing. She was made by Nas and Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, the reason why, like I said, Latifah, Light, and Moni Love weren't threats because they dressed, didn't, they were, it was a different era, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And not to say that misogyny wasn't in rap then, but it was like, they looked at them as one of the guys. Well, I feel like in all industries that are male-dominated, women have to literally pick a side. Like either you are going to be treated like your eye candy and have to fight to prove you belong there. Lauren was the Lauren Hill was the first one to really be on both sides. Like I guys, think she gets a pass though. I think they they like I think people discredit her. But as then an again, MC. she was awful. She was also no, I forget she was also ushered in by Wyclef. Mm hmm. I and so people she was credit her credit him with her success. No, they don't credit. I don't think they credit him with her success because her greatest album is, I mean, it's, but people, guys recognize Lauren Hill as like, she could, she could do serious. Like she's in a lot of people's top fives, period. Yeah, that's true. I will say one funny thing about Lauren Hill that cracks me up is like every now and then this ugly, stupid meme will make its way back around the internet and then black Twitter will start fighting again. But it'll be that thing where it's like, instead of being a Cardi or a Nikki, be a Lauren Hill. Oh, and the funny thing about it is like, yes, maybe Lauren Hill wore earth tones and neutrals and covered titties She's toxic up. too. She's toxic. She like had two men in the waiting room trying to figure out whose baby it was as she was giving birth. Like literally on some complicated, toxic relationship stuff. Like they were, but I, I think it comes down to in any male dominated industry, the men in that industry have a virgin whore dichotomy. And they look at women as one of two things, virgins or whores. So if you come into the situation as an, this angelic or asexual being, you know, if you present yourself either in a masculine way or in a desexualized way, you're a Madonna, you're a virgin, right? They're not gonna see you that yeah. way, they're not gonna treat you that way. And they're gonna be like a little sister or a mama to them. Because a lot of men only know how to like be around women in the sense of what can you do for me? Are you going to raise me or am I gonna raise you, right? That's fact. And then they see the other way, it's virgin or whore. So either I'm going to raise you, you're going to raise me, or I'm going to fuck you. Like they want to see you one of the way. And as a female comedian, I have a lot of admiration and see a lot of parallels between myself and female rappers because you're coming into a space where people don't expect you to be there. And every time when you do bad, they go, that's what I expected. When you do good, they go, oh, that's pretty good for a girl. And you'll always right. be an exception to the rule and not the rule for them. And there'll always be people questioning how you, oh my God. My people assume my husband writes my jokes. Like it happens so often. And it's like the shit, it, it's one fold insulting because it's like, you're saying I'm stupid, but like also too, he's white. Like I do not need a white man to speak for me as a black woman. That shit's insulting. I, and I think that, I think that there's a, first of all, there's a way to, first of all, just if you and you, both you and your husband are comics, period, you know, there's no writing of the jokes, but there is a, like you should say this, or you should say that, but there's no writing a joke. I, I don't feel like comedian. We just, that's just not a thing. Like, I don't know why people like that's, that would be, that would annoy me too. 
And I'm sorry yeah. you got to deal with that. That's that would annoy me too. I'm just I'm that I'm thinking about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, like, there are there are duos. And by the way, my husband stopped doing comedy two years ago, but the the accusation has not stopped. And that is just like, <laughs> like it's really funny because one time he said it, like as a matter of fact, we were drinking. And he's like, you know, what's funny is I quit. I wasn't even as good as you. Where the fuck would they get this idea? Because <laughs> he like he realized right. that like he loves writing, but com like stand up wasn't what he wanted to do. And now he's working on a horror novel. I have this whole bit about how like. You know, I'm basically living with a white murderer, so I hope y'all are watching me. Like, keep it yeah, I'm watching. I'm definitely watching a white murderer. <laughs> are you getting your Thai food handled? Is it? Is it coming? Yeah, it is getting handled, man. It's definitely. Getting now handled. I gotta know what is your go-to order when you order Thai food. Oh, I'm getting the spicy. I'm getting the spicy fried rice, chicken fried rice. Basic. But undeniably good. I'll give it's, you that. But I mean, like, I know it's going to be good. I know that I'm, I mean, like, I'm high. It's going to fill the spot. What it, It's going to do its job. And by the way, for those of you who are going to watch this later and be kind of curious about it, just so you know, today is 420. So I am very curious to see how fast your food comes because I feel like this is going to be the busiest day for all. This is, this is Christmas for food delivery. Listen, I part. walked into the I walked into the edible shop. They was not playing. It was so many people in there today. <laughs> like they would have this was so busy. But I got like eight, eight, nine packs of gummies for like a hundred dollars. So I got like nine hundred. I took I, so far I'm off like seven. I'm like, I'm I'm deep. I've got like 70 milligrams in me right now. I am stoned. Okay. Okay, I need your help because I have been actively, now that I live in Los Angeles, California, I am in a state where yes. it's legal. I would like to partake, but I have only gotten high three times in my life. And each time has been more terrifying than the next. Like every All time. Right, maybe, then maybe you need to stop. That's fine. Then maybe it's not for you. But right now, this is not terrifying. This is the greatest thing I've ever felt. <laughs> We're about to talk about R&B too. Oh, nigga. I'm yes. Yes, and we, we we usually start off with a music lesson, but you know what? We touched on the toxicness of Lauren Hill and her little history there. There's and that. I, we're good. <laughs> I think we're good on that. Like, I think we've already scratched that surface on music history, and it's just like it's like Lauren Hill. God bless her. Like, just to like break she down. She shows up whenever the fuck she wants to show up. She wants you to address her as Miss Lauren Hill. Sis, sit the fuck down. You had one album. Clinton, Clinton, that is an inflammatory statement. Do you stand behind you? Just <laughs> y'all, he just stretched out on this couch like I'm gonna sit in it. I said what I said. I meant it. Okay, so are you saying she should stop touring since she's so unprofessional as a as a performer? She should definitely stop touring. Touring. Yeah, I, I'm never going to a Lauryn Hill show again. Oh, you went. Oh, tell me about that. I mean, I have the same story thousands of other people have. Everybody who's everybody who's seen Lauren Hill in the last ten years, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So the first time she did it, I was like, all right, I'll give her another chance. Did it? She did it a second time. She's done. And everybody, and everybody's, and if everybody got the same story about you, everybody ain't lying. <laughs> Oh man. You know what's funny is all during the pandemic, I kept hoping that she would come up on one of those verses. I kept hoping that she'd be on like a verses or a or a and virtual she, thing. No, but let me real quick, my bad. Let me tell you this though. 
a fun history, another music history fact for your ass with Lauren Hill. All right. So I was performing in Vegas. They have the Lauren Hill rule, meaning they do not start the show until the headliner is in the building. So <laughs> I could not. So DL normally likes to, for a secret real quick, when I was opening for DL, DL likes to come to the show late. If you ever see anybody on stage longer than an hour, that nigga is running late. Secret. Whatever. <laughs> All right? With that being said, though, he was running late this day, and we could not start the show until he got there. He, thanks to Lauren Hill. It's so funny when a rule exists. Like, the closest I've come to that was I did a Catholic college and they recently had this, like they they started this new part of their contract with comedians because of freaking Hannibal Burris. I mean, like we have a Hannibal Burris clause now. You cannot mention the Catholic church, what, church whatsoever, whether you think it's negative or positive in these jokes. You cannot like, mention the Catholic church? Not on a college campus. I no. don't even do, I don't do colleges anymore. That's all I'm doing these days. And it's it's funny, I enjoy it a lot, but there's like, there's ups and downs. I will say, man, I had a college that broke my spirit the other day. It was all athletes. And I just, I mean, freshman athletes. So these are people who are hot off of being the most important person in bumfuck nowhere. So they're just in this crowd. They don't wanna listen to me. I, who's this 30 year old lady talking about nothing? And they just like, they would like start to laugh, then look at each other and literally elbow each other, like, stop it. And I was like, let him laugh. It's okay. That was funny. And it just, at one point I just said, you know, I'm not having fun either. I hope you know this shit's mutual, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. I hate that I, but Yo, like, they you get. Know, so here's why I stopped doing, I stopped doing colleges basically. I felt like for that reason, like mm. I just don't have nothing in common with no 20 with no 17 or you said freshman athletes so they're 18 19 years old i have nothing mm -hmm. in common with you bro i have nothing in common with you and nothing i'm talking about in life you need you just grow up and you can come see me <laughs> i feel like there's there's something there i kind of approach it like a big sister i will say i have so much more fun when it's a mostly female audience though when I'm just like, don't let these boys lie yeah. to you. They're they're full of shit. Let me tell you why these niggas ain't shit. Like that's yeah, basically that's, that's, that's different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I do. I just spread my gospel of uh, it's a very pro ho pro protection gospel. You know, I'm very I'm very right, pro ho. Right. That is my personal movement. You know, I honestly, I'm pro ho too. And the and for the same reasons you're pro ho. Like, look, sis. If we you want fuck, fuck. Yeah. If you want fuck, fuck. Who cares what anybody think? You like dick, go get you some. Enjoy it. it whether That's you want to do, do it safely or not. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you say whether you can do it safely or not? Some people don't. I mean, that's her choice. If she wants not to use protection, that's on her. That's. I'm not promoting it, but I'm not <laughs> promoting it. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying if that's what you want to do and he's okay with that. Okay. Like Jazz, Jazz, what I'm saying is I'm not, listen, listen. Everybody's going to do, listen. They're going to listen to this podcast. You're a grown up. You're mm -hmm. going to do what you want to do. 
No matter what, no matter what I tell you, I tell you, go no. If you want to have, if you want to have unprotected sex, if that's what you want to do. If both of you are adults and want to make that decision, do it. Just know it does come with consequences: sexual transmitted disease, or babies, or both. True. That's. But if you if you're okay with that, enjoy. That's true. That's true. I just. That's all so- I'm saying. People are so weird about protection though. Like I, I, I do a bit about this cause it's true. Like my husband and I use condoms and they, the way people's jaw drops, they're like, my jaw, my jaw didn't drop, but I was like, wow. Like I would, I literally, you are, I talk about you on my podcast. Why? Not do you think you. that's just weird? It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. And there's no way. Listen, Jasmine, the whole point of getting married is literally oh to go raw. No, like, it's I, would, I, I would never, I would never agree to that. I would never agree with that. Agree with that. And if, and, but here's my thing. That's what you in the post, in the, in the It's like, if, like oh, you just if got married. No. If you and, if you and your husband agree with that, I respect that. But I'm saying, like, I know me, like, if my wife presented me that, I would be like, no. Now, unless, if, now, I'd be willing to, Here's the only circumstance I'm okay with. If she says, Clint, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not on birth control. I don't plan on using birth control because Mm -hmm. of whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I am also not ready to have a baby. Are you Mm -hmm. willing to have a vasectomy? You're not? Okay. Then if you're not willing to have a vasectomy, if you want to have sex with me, we have to use condoms because I'm not ready to be a mother right now. I can respect that. See, here we are. There's, there's always a loophole. That's why I'm about yeah, to draw that's it. Exactly drop my reason. It. That's my exactly my reason. He's not ready but for that. But if you just are yeah. just if you're just saying that you just want to be a bitch and not let me go raw. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's not on purpose. And we I promise we didn't like sit down and have like a heart to heart about this part, but we have gone raw every anniversary. Like it's not on purpose. <laughs> like somebody just forgets and we're like. Well, you know what I mean? And like, I've done the math on it and I'm like, you know, I could handle a Virgo. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's the one time a year where I'm just like, I love you so much. And like, you know what I mean? Like things that we just got through December. Are you ovulating around your, are you ovulating around your anniversary too? Usually. (laughs) That's dangerous. That's dangerous. We really, one time hard at the beginning of the year, we got married January 11th. So we, now y'all are gonna know and just be like, "How was your weekend?" It's gonna be, yeah, that's funny as shit. Every January twelfth, I'm gonna have people emailing me like, "So how to go? How to go? Everything all right? Did he stay in?" <laughs> now y'all know if you I'm need a, to you ask. You know what? I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna remember. It. I'm gonna send you a text on January eleventh or January twelfth. I'm gonna just say so. Dot 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 dot. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. But I'm just not, I'm not ready, but I, it's weird. Cause I think like, I, I think of, I don't want kids. I'm like a hundred percent sure. I don't want kids, but I think in actuality, what it is, I don't want to be broke with kids. With kids. That's the problem. And that's everybody's that's problem. problem. I think everybody, that's- but then also kids come with time to come. Kids have time. Kids come. You have to have, you have to have time with kids. Yeah. Like that's kids require. It's really, it's yeah, money, but mainly, but time is so much time. It's oh my god, well, kids choir. You cannot leave a kid by t- themselves for at least ten years. Yeah, 
I mean, they left for us. Least. But that's why there's something wrong with it. They left us at like, right. I feel like our generation left us at like six and said, keep those beans on the stove and listen, shit. And like, listen, like, oh, there's right. no way. Like, my godson, I was looking around after him when he was like seven and eight. And it's like, I can't, I would not be able to leave him by himself at seven or eight. He would have, he would have, he would have blown the house off. <laughs> I, I don't want to leave him. Oh, he's coming to my house right now. He'll be here in, in probably about 20, 30 minutes. He is 13 years old. And I don't think that this idiot is capable of, you know, being by himself all day. If I, if I said, yo, man, I'm going to let you, I'm going to go by, I'm going to go do something all day. You gonna be here all day. He's gonna he's gonna find a way to do some dumb shit. <laughs> kids. I feel like you're a cool godfather though. I feel like you're a good, responsible. I'm all right, yeah, nah, yeah, man. We be having we be having a good old. We gonna have a good time here today. We gonna play the Avengers. It's gonna be lit. Yeah. We are gonna oh, play the what? Avengers. It's lit, and I'm high, and he knows I'm high. You don't let him smoke with you, do you? Hell no. I don't smoke though. I just do edibles. Oh, see edibles. Okay, I did an edible one time, and like you said, I should just quit. I should just give it up. I really just, I really, really should because I, for an entire day, I just kept shaking my husband, going, "Am I? Why am I still high? I don't like it. I don't like this feeling. Like I felt like I was underwater. Like all of my limbs felt heavy. Is that normal? That's how I. That's how I feel right now. And you like that shit? Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I maybe I need to develop a tolerance for it. I don't know. I don't know. You know what scares me is I've never done anything harder than weed, but I feel like I have the kind of personality that I would love cocaine if I got a hold of it. And I shouldn't even put yeah, that in see, the universe. I don't want to. No, see. So I tried cocaine. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a good drug. But doesn't it make you more productive? That's what I. Because I love caffeine. I love, I love, I love coffee. I love soda. It, it, it was, it was, that's another story for another time. You sure? Cause we got the time. I would love to know about the time you did cocaine. It's not, and, it, was, it just, I was in a bad place though. That's why I won't talk about it. Okay, like I was, okay. it was after my dad died. So it was. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's funny. I was going to talk about Rick James and I couldn't narrow down which cocaine story to go with. Like this man was kidnapping people. Like he, he like had like yeah. 20 different events in rehab. I was just like, yeah, I he mean, wasn't playing. he wasn't playing. There was just so much to cipher through. I was like, this is going to be a just me episode where I literally just read the life and times of Rick James. And I, it, it honestly wouldn't have been bad for 420 since he, you know, wrote Mary Jane, which right. please tell me you're going to slide around in your socks and sandals to that at least once today. That feels like. That's very generic high song. I listen to like, I listen to Currency when I'm high. I listen to Larry June when I'm high. Okay. I listen to Roy Ayers when I'm high. I'm listening to, yeah, I got some joints when I'm high. You are such a music snob. I love it. You said Currency, Roy June, was it? Larry oh, June. Larry June. Oh my God. I'm officially an old auntie. I was like, what is that you said? You listen to that? I'm mixing up their names and shit. I'm sorry. Oh, man. So let's get into, like, while we're on the topic of songs, let's get into the playlist of your life. So this is my favorite segment of the show. I asked my guests to just pick five, just five, 
five songs that help tell their love story, their life story. It used to be tell your whole story, but life is long and complicated and messy. And there's going to be more than five songs. So we're just going to narrow down five that you want to tell me about. And you can go in any particular order if you want, um, whether it's in most importance. I had someone yesterday do it in order of when they were released, like oldest to newest. But give me give me five songs. Or you want to start with number five nice. and go up to one? Or one we and go to just, five? Just, I'll, just, I'll just go random. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to talk. All right, I got you. Fuck it. Why not? Um, one that sticks out the most is probably, I'm going to start in high school. And I don't really have a song per se, but I, it's hard. I don't know if I have a song or an album. Mm. You can pick it. You know, like, my here's the thing. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you a prime example. My senior year of high school was lit, and I remember distinctly, distinctly, I was never like. I was never a Mariah fan. Like I liked Mariah Carey. I thought Mariah Carey was dope. You know, I knew that she was the only R&B artist that had a number one song in the nineties every year, mm-hmm. every year. But man, and then she put out like rainbow. She put out glitter. She put out some bullshit in the two thousands. Okay, and then she put out for rainbow glitter was trash, but just, like rainbow had heartbreaker on it. Okay, I had a song, but it wasn't a good album. It wasn't a good album. You're not wrong. You know, I can't find it. not a good album. I love her so much. I want her to win all the time. Go on. Go on. But she put out The Emancipation of Mimi. And uh, I remember, like, me and my girlfriend at the time that I, like, that was, there was a song on that album called uh, uh, Joyride, I believe. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll give that joy. That was like the first time like I was really in love with a chick. That was our jam. Mariah Carey, Emancipation of Mimi, High School. That was the first time I got my heart broken too. So that song, I hate that song. Oh. <laughs> okay. what, what, a, what a roller coaster you just took me on. I thought you were going to say, so I love so, that song. Because it reminds you, like, I no, hate that song. <laughs> no, I like the song. It's a beautiful song, but like, I definitely that reminded me of her, and I remember I got she was the first girl to ever like really break my like hurt my hurt hurt my soul. So that's one. Another song of my life story. No, no, no. I mean, it's not off. What? I just want to ask you one more question about that particular album. So Joyride is the particular like it's the song. Is that your favorite song off that album? Because that is a deep cut. That's nobody's like. No, if I, as soon as you said Emancipation of Mimi, I, I named like 10 songs you were going to name and I never thought of Joyride. Why that it's song? Very, it was just a, it was a dope ass song. I don't know why I liked the song. If she liked the song. We used to play it all the time. Just, okay. We used to go to sleep just on the phone to that, Joe. Oh, oh, that's special. See, I thought you were going to say We, we Belong Together. Alone. Yeah, I like Deep Girl. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an album dude, man. That's yeah. my favorite. That, that, that Mariah Carey album. That's Joy, That's her best album to me. She came with it. She was not playing. Them chickens is ashy and I'm lotion. You damn Ooh. right, sis. You <laughs> damn right, sis. You damn right. Lyrically, so genius, man. I remember well, like no, that was that's Jermaine Dupri's finest work. Jermaine Dupri wrote that. They co-wrote Jermaine that. Du- no, Jermaine Dupri. All right. You think Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree reads everything Mariah says? 
he wrote majority of that album. He wrote Always Be My Baby. Like Jermaine Dupri, this is known. This is a, these are facts. Jermaine Dupri is, is, I mean, they list the artists as a writer sometimes if you contribute, but yo, everybody knows Jermaine Dupri wrote these songs. Are you kidding me? Mm. You just don't want to give a man credit? No, I want to give a woman credit. I prefer to. Like, it's not that I don't want to give but a man Jermaine credit. But Jermaine Dupri's name is in the album credits as a All writer. Right, so typically, names are listed in order of importance. With Always Be My Baby, it's written, it's written in this order. Mariah Carey, Jermaine Dupri, Manuel Seal. All right? Uh, so don't forget now, about when, us. When, Mariah Carey. Let me ask you a when did that, when did that, when do that, when did those albums come out? All right. Always Be My Baby came out in 95, I believe. Okay. So who's more important than 95? Mariah Carey. Does that message? Okay. So just, okay. You said writers sometimes of importance, right? That's true. But hear me out. Let's say, let's say, let's say in this, you know, in acting, right? Let's say you are the main character, right? Let's say you're the main character, but you're doing a scene and Denzel is doing a cameo. Do you know who's number one on the call sheet? It ain't you today. It's Denzel mm-hmm. Washington. The point is just some just because you're the number one on this doesn't mean that you you're the most you 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 wrote the most. In your defense, I I I think you're making a valid argument. I think you you have the incorrect information when it comes to songs. Here's another example that kind of negates what you just said. Um, here's the thing. On the song, My Boo, which features Alicia Keys and Usher, huge artist, definitely more important than, like, in terms of fame in 2004, Alicia Keys and Usher are going to be more famous, right? It says Jermaine Dupri. It says Alicia Keys, Jermaine Dupri, Usher. Now, why would you put Jermaine Dupri in front of Usher? Because Jermaine Dupri wrote more than Usher did. But then why would you put Alicia Keys before Jermaine Dupri? Because Alicia Keys wrote know, more man. It could be, but sometimes it could be maybe the concept. I don't know, but all right, I'll, I'll give you that. But I, but I know Jermaine Dupri was heavy in Mariah Carey's career, and he's a part of all of her major hits. Oh yeah, and he's a part oh, of. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and he's a part, part of her. He's a part of her biggest album. Oh, a huge part of her biggest album. She yeah, says, I don't, "I don't have Emancipation of Mimi without Jermaine." She says that. That's true. That is true. She I just think that. That I'm not saying I'm that she doesn't. Maybe I'm a little sensitive to people you discrediting be because women. I'm not. Dis- I never discredited Mariah Carey. Then you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You just maybe undercredited. No, I just gave. No, I didn't. I just literally said one of my life moments, my life story is a song by Mariah Carey. I don't give a fuck about Jermaine Dupri. I said Mariah Carey, I recognize that she has the only artist to be have a number one song in the 90s. I gave her, I gave her, her props. Then I said her last two albums weren't that good, which was true. And then I said, arguably, this is one of the greatest R&B albums of all time. I said that. This is true. This is true. And I said, right. Before Emancipation and Mimi were trashed because of the mental space she was in and the marriage she was in. Because there's I, like a, I'm not, a and I'm line. not discrediting that either. But I'm just saying is is that I'm giving that woman her flowers. That album came out 15, 16 years ago, mm-hmm. and it still holds dear to my heart today. I'm talking yeah. about it on the podcast. That is more than giving. I'm just saying my man Jermaine Dupree was up in that, not he in the was. pussy. I mean in the in the, in the album. Nobody thought the pussy but you. The pussy wasn't even on the table. It was. Right, I just, just thought I'd throw that out there. 
Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so we have your first heartbreak, you know, that, that, uh, that first love high school senior story. And the song is Joyride. And that's a very special song for you. So tell me about your next song. What's one more song that kind of tells your story? Um, Around the Way Girl by LL Cool J. Oh, a classic. Um, uh, that's my, that is the first song, rap song that I ever learned all the words to. LL Cool J is my favorite rapper, bar none. Really? Uh, I wanted to be LL. Everything LL did, I did. I wore FUBU because of LL. I had one pants leg rolled up because of LL. I used to have all the LL. Like I, am, like, I used to be like an LL fanatic. Really? That is so funny because I feel like that, like, that is such a, I, you never hear anybody say that because he always had such a specific image, very much focused towards Catered, women. Yes, uh, but I like, like, Uncle L, Future of the Funk, records are recorded minus all the junk. People spread gossip, believe it, they must, but I slam dunk punks and make them, yeah, I like that LL. So the Round Away Girl was the very first time, like, not the first time, sorry, but that was like a great, like, that was a great mesh of hip hop and R&B. And it yeah. showed, and it also was, it definitely was a very good ode to women who just, we ain't gonna fuck about like these, all these models. Like we just want, like, yo, you know what a top tier turn on for me is when it comes to women? Mm -hmm. A woman who jumps double dutch. A woman who jumps double dutch rope. That is a top tier turn on for me. Holding titties while you jump. It's sexy. Like a but grown ass woman jumping double dutch. A grown ass woman jumping double Where do you even see this? Is this like something that happens around the way? Philadelphia, John yeah. Land? Like this is just. Uh, Philly, New York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Baltimore, all that. Yeah. East Coast shit, man. I have never, well, I've never had the coordination to jump single rope, let alone double. So I think, I, I can see how that's very enticing and beautiful out when you see it. Hello, Cool J. It's kind of funny, cause right. I'm not gonna lie. When I think of him, I think of him as just like this champion of rap. And then he just starts doing anything and everything. And not everything needed to be done. Like in the house, hilarious, adorable sitcom, great. You know, lots of good movies. He's He becomes the go-to guy to host everything. I think he hosted the Grammys like six, seven times. And that motherfucker has been on NCIS for the past 80 years. Yes. <laughs> oh, who's the better actor? Ella Cool J on NCIS or uh, Ice-T on SVU? SVU, Ice-T, hands down, ain't close. Just in that, even, in that role, I, I, yeah. I don't, I've never watched NCIS. I never cared. Yeah. But as Ice-T is funny on SVU. He is, because he just repeats what everyone else said, and it's just, you can depend on it every scene, it, and no one's, <laughs> it's unnecessary. But like, let's talk about some cringy stuff, LL Cool J, because like, is he still your favorite rapper when he, in 2012, makes a country song with Brad Paisley called I mean, nah, I mean Racist? He's just my... He's my favorite song of period. He's my favorite hip hop artist, period. But that don't mean I like everything he do. So, nah. I Are you familiar with Accidental Racist? Yes, I wasn't feeling that. 
I didn't. It doesn't get any spins. Okay. It's not like I want to bring anybody down and like bring up their worst moment, but I feel you like just between- did. you do. You do. You you wanted to. So wait a minute. You know it's funny. Like every you thought I was shading Mariah, and I was not. I was only giving her her flowers, and you went out of your way to make sure that Jermaine Dupree was like Mariah was like, oh, well, no, Mariah wrote the song. Like, don't act like, no, I gave Mariah her credit. And then I'm talking about LL Cool J and you want to bring up accidental races. Like we could definitely bring up some very bad Mariah moments. I just wanted to throw that out there, but we did not do that. We kept it clean. You didn't do that with LL Cool J. Now you're trying to slander my favorite rapper. I will not allow it. My man LL Cool J is one of the greatest rappers of all time. And he likes black people. This is true. He, d- he does like okay i <laughs> oh man i now i feel terrible i feel terrible for bringing you it up I'm, but... you should <laughs> it's just as soon as i thought about him my brain i this is this is the place i write from is the wild and the wacky and the obscure and i'm just like what is the most weird thing this person did like that and then i used to also i had such a mixed relationship with this song when i was in high school maybe you remember it it was LL Cool J and J Lo. All I have song was that song was a, it was a good song, but it was it was it, I had mixed up. It was stupid. Yes, it was stupid. It was stupid. Like, I, I wanted, it was it was good it, in it, your it, I, like bad in your brain when you listen to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It wasn't a, it like it, it sounded good, but it's an awful <laughs> song. Yeah. I just feel like it was one of those songs that like preconditioned me to be. Like it predisposed me to be vulnerable to fuckboys. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah, it, it got was just me- corny. It was a corny. Like he was, he was just. It was it was classic. A woman, woman. I'm out. I'm tired of you cheating. This nigga. Come on, baby. I miss you. Come on, baby. I'm. Come on, baby. I miss you. I want to be with you. Like it's all. It's always. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. And I'm like, yo, dog. Like this is corny. <laughs> this is corny. Stop. But I think you bring up a good point. I don't think any of that can tarnish who who LL is overall as an artist. Like he's yeah. had a very long career. And you know what? Six, Doing six. corny shit is just kind of what happens when rappers live past 40. You know what? Think about it like they- this though. LL Cool J is my favorite rapper and his first album came out in 1985. He was tra- he transcended more than one era. Like I grew I up on a different you gotta remember L- LL in '85 is different than LL. Different is different than LL in '95. Mm-hmm. In the house, LL was '95. Doing it, LL was '95. You know what I'm saying? Doing it, like doing it. Who do you love? Uh, you got that joint. That's that was that LL. Fubu LL. That was the LL I like. But there's mm-hmm. some people at '85 who like the when I'm alone in my room. Sometimes I stare at the walls. Like there's different LLs. Yeah. Then there's like. My cousin Tanita, she like, she like, mama said, knock you out, LL. Whole different vibe, whole different experience, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of range. And it's funny, too, because you were born in, what, 87? So for your favorite rapper to have released his first album before you were born, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, in every comedy album I have, I do thank LL Cool J and DMX. True story. Special thanks in every comedy album. I did not know that about you. That's that's really cool. 
Can I ask you how the of uh, the passing of DMX has affected you recently? That pissed me that... off. That hurt. That, I cried. I legit cried. I've never cried for a celebrity ever in my life. I've mm-hmm. never cried for someone. I, I I cried like I didn't cry when Michael Jackson died, and I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. Didn't cry when Prince died, and I'm a big Prince fan. And I think it was because I didn't grow up on them. But DMX was like mine. That was my guy. Like that was the guy. Like. He was my childhood. Like he was somebody that I have his, uh, I have his chip on his shoulder. Like that chip he got, I got that. I know that. I feel that. And we ain't mm-hmm. been through the same stuff. He's been through shit. I've been through shit. But like, yeah, it's like that that dog in you that you got. I know. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh. And I'm sorry that affected you profoundly, so profoundly, but then again, that is kind of a beautiful thing because you were able to feel so connected to someone, you know, that's a good, it's a sad thing, but it's a I good I don't regret thing. that. No, I'm good. Yeah, no. And I'm glad he's okay. He's, he's, he's resting now. Did you put any DMX on your list? Yes. He's on my list. Okay. Let's get into that then. Let's kind of jump. If you don't mind, let's just segue right into yeah, it. What's going to was gonna be, how's it going down? DMX. Um... So with that joint, man, that is the, that to me, between this and then there's the one after, I'm a, the one after this, I'm going to say too. But like this joint was, is, it, it taps into a different person that I am. You know what I'm saying? Like how I can be with women. You know what I mean? Like I could be that guy in this song with women. Meaning like DMX in that song was like very... Like it was aggressive, but it was stern. I know you Can probably I read a lyric you, you, too? I'm sure you're I knew that you were reading. I know the lyrics. I know the lyrics. But I for those lyrics. we we can't actually I'll play. give the lyrics. Go ahead, go ahead, do it. Perform for no, us. I know the lyrics. What, what's, what's, what's the start? What type wait a minute? We'll go to the chorus. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Doom, doom, doo doo, doo doom. I'm high, y'all. What type of games are being played? How's it going down? It's on till it's gone, and I got to know now. Is you with me? You what? Then you trying to get okay. I'm politicking <laughs> with this chicken, wondering if I'm gonna creep her. Little hood rat bitch, twenty from twenty fifth, named Tanika, coming through like I do. You know, getting my bark on. Knew she was a thug, cause when I met her, she had a scarf on. Fifty four eleven size seven and girls, baby face will look right. She was seven and girl girlfriend. What remember me from way back with the same cat? Say that. Oh, the way cat. What I'm saying that. Oh, is it? Oh, it's all good. Oh, you know my niggas, Richard Nim, doing their thing on 25th Dance in the small hood, and it's all good. It'll be up, all right? Picture on the track later on. Keep uh, talking to Shorty made me want to do something nice. Look at that. That ass made me want to do something tonight. And I know, right, when I see Ty, she look, 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 she tight. She bike. Better get a good green light. It's type of games to be in play. Yeah, that's that's good lyrics. That's First good of all, lyrics. You were, you were close. That was like, like, off I'm of memory. High. I'm very was- high right now. No, if no, I, no, if no. I wasn't, you were like so. One point, it was just so funny because I was like, "Is he gonna say, think I'm trying to get me a nut just because honeys want to give me the butt?" And I just said, "Give me the butt." <laughs> First of all, like, the word "butt" is funny to me, and I'm gonna tell you why it's funny. It's only one time the word "butt" is funny. And the person who made me laugh with saying butt is the most random person you'll ever hear. And this story is, I've never shared this. Please share it. The reason why the word butt is funny is because of one man and one man only. Kenan Thompson. 
I was watching Barbershop 2. He's in Barbershop 2. He plays uh, he plays Ice Cube's wife's cousin, Keenard. And he just gets out of barber school and he's at Calvin's, right? So he got a picture of, of like some fine-ass stripper or some video vixen at the time. So he puts it up where he cut. And he was like, hey, man, uh, Ice Cube was like, hey, man, I'm going to need you to take that down. Took it down for him. And Keenan was like, man, I can't cut without the butt. <laughs> he said, I can't cut without the butt. <laughs> Oh, I don't think I've Yo, ever heard was, in his it life. It was the funniest shit. Because he was so serious. He's like, I can't cut without the butt. And then Ice Cube was like, good. Then maybe you'll quit. <laughs> I just think, first of all, the word nut is so, like, yeah. it just feels so, like, inappropriate. It's gross. All time. It's gross. Nut is following gross. up nut with like, butt. I, first of all, real quick, even if your husband say, yo, let me nut on you. You're like, babe, like, I love you, but. Like, you got like, when you're with a woman, when you're with a woman you love, you have to say come. You have to say, where you want me to come at? Come sounds better than, than nut. Yeah. Nut is very like you're like I'm nutting on this bitch. Like you can't <laughs> you can't say I'm a come on this bitch. Cause coming means like coming sounds ah. Uh, nut sounds like mm. like here, take it. Yeah, nut sounds like something that happens alone in darkness that shouldn't be talked about. It sounds right. <laughs> oh man. Right. This is I can see what you're saying here. So this is like how you feel sometimes in the approaching stages with the girl. 5411. 5411. Yeah, you don't know what that is? No, what is that? 5411, size seven and girls. Those are the Reeboks, the Reebok classics, the high top Reeboks. The reason why they're called 5411 is because back in the day, they were $54.11. Look at that! I had no reason why the the reason why I love this song is because that song reminds me of those those sneakers, and it was a girl I had a crush on. The girl I actually lost my virginity to, always had a pair of those. You got to be a real Just remember what shoes a woman has on like that. A fifty four elevens, man. I've noticed sneaker culture is so real here. Like everybody always has the best. But I'm not a sneakerhead though. But I'm not a no. sneaker. I like nice sneakers, but I'm not a sneakerhead. I, I will not claim that. There's like, if somebody looked at my closet, if a sneakerhead looked at my closet, they'd be like, Clint, you're not a sneakerhead. <laughs> like you're a nigga who you're a guy who has nice sneakers. That's where I'm that's the level I'm at. And the crazy I mean, thing is I have like I have like 70 pairs of sneakers, 70, 80 pairs of sneakers. You don't think that's and that's sneakerheads have have 200 plus. I think you're at least a fiend. You know what I mean? If there's like, a, you know what I mean? If, if sneakerhead is to crackhead with like, 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 you know what I mean? I feel like there's, there's somewhere between, you're not a regular consumer of sneakers. I own three pairs of sneakers. Three. That is, three. I'm a person. Well, yeah, yes, no, three. I don't know. A sneaker, like, trust me. If, ask the guys who listen to this podcast who are sneakerheads. They have upwards, they have the minimum I think a sneakerhead should have is 150. My sneakers are, I have, yeah. 
That is always, it is so wild to me as I, as I, cause I've never understood like the, uh, the appeal of having athletic shoe that you cannot be athletic in because you can't crease it right. or like, let it get ugly or like, what's the point? It's to be active. Exactly. But no, it's not. It's to be worn and to be put away. <laughs> I don't get it. It's don't to be it. worn and to be put away. I have one pair of, uh, air, of white air force ones with a holographic Nike on the side and I scrubbed them with a toothbrush and I was like, oh, I'm a sneakerhead now. No, you're not. No, you just. <laughs> just a bitch with one pair of sneakers is what I am. Okay. <laughs> a, a lady yeah. with one shoe. So, okay. That, that is like, I'm liking the emotional back and forth with these songs. We've got like a full on, I'm in love. I'm happy. Mariah song. Round the way girl. I think around the way girl and versus how's it going down are almost two different types of courtship, you know? I think LL Cool J, because very much he was marketed towards women, like, I don't think he's ever called a woman a bitch on a song. And I think DMX might say about six, seven times on this one. Um, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's good. It's okay. Do you actually call women bitches to their faces or no? No, I do. I, will, I don't call women bitches behind their back. Yeah, I'm just curious. I call women bitches in the music, like in the song. Like if, if it says what these bitches want from a nigga, I'm going to say that. But I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm not calling women bitches. I don't call them bitches on my podcast. I don't do that. Yeah. I'm weird about the word bitch because I, I don't even like, do I don't even do it. I don't do it in my stand up either. Yeah. I hate to see dudes do it in their stand up and then they would never actually talk to anyone like that in real life. Like it feels almost like, you know, I'm talking about like like posturing and pretending to be more hood than you are. Right. Yeah. I don't call women mm -hmm. I don't unless the joke absolutely had to have a uh, bitch like okay, there was one joke where like, I'm like, yo, this is what I was thinking. And I'm like, bitch, we in my house. You know what I'm saying? That's not me calling women a bitch. It's like, it's just like, in my mind, that's how mad I was. But I don't, but you don't hear me. Like, you don't leave the show feeling like Clint hates women. Yeah, no. No, I never or get that. I, yeah, and I don't, and like I said, yeah, bitches, nah. So, and then the next song was going to be Benita by A Tribe Called Quest. I knew you were gonna pick pick that because I kind of like stalked your Twitter before this, and you were you were defending this as the greatest hip hop and R and B song of all. Do you do you still stand with Ever. that opinion, even though many other songs yes. were suggested? Yes. Defend your stance. Hey, Why is it great? It's what he's saying. It's the perfect blend of I like you, I'm attracted to you. I want to fuck you, but I respect you. Hey, Bedita, glad to meet you. The, sp the stunning beauty, I must beseech you. So far, I hope you like rap songs. Yeah, man. Bedita, apple bum, you got to put me on. Because you got to He's talking about, then he also talks about her 38, 24, 37. You and me, hun, we a match made in heaven. I want to fuck. But only I can see through your elaborate eyes. The, between the love of you, you and me, hun, the love never dies. Mm, I will give you dude. that. The I, beat I, I, is I, hard. The Boom. specificity is there. He's talking to her Boom. and only her. Only her. He's macking yeah. Benita. This song was for Benita. 
a lot of dudes think it's very flattering to be like, oh man, I really like you because you're this type of girl and I like this type of girl. And I, I, I'm like, I'm like, dude, like light skinned girls with curly hair are nothing special. Like we're, we're everywhere. We're not, we, we right. are, uh, we are, we grow in this region. I, that doesn't make me feel good to know that you think people who look right. like me are cute. Like it's gotta, right. I appreciate the specificity. He's coming from Benita specifically. I, okay. He's, exactly. I it's is, like, it's exclusive. It's like he was macking her. Hey, um, am, am I allowed? I'm oh, my bad. My godson and the Thai food is here at the same time. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. You want to just like take a, a take a minute can and then I we pause? finish. Yeah, let's just pause. Yeah, can, can I pause? I'm sorry. Yes. I don't want. Yes. I'm sorry for the unprofessionalism. I'm we sorry. were literally. It's just like one more thing, so we can just pause, and then you'll, you'll be like five more minutes. Or do you just want to do five more okay. minutes and then? Well, I don't want get the. I don't want the food to oh, be gotta. No, 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 yeah. it's time for you gotta go. Okay, let's just yeah, pause. Right. Brian, can we pause for a second? Yeah, I'll just, I'll have to edit it. I saw him putting his let's socks on. I, was like, I think he gotta go. My bad, right? I'm sorry, y'all. Give me a second. I'm sorry. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It won't take long. Stretch. Lanita up above. You gotta put me on. Benita, Benita. The only thing though is like, is Benita even interested in him though? Like, I don't know how I would feel if somebody just like, first of all, how do you know my measurements? That shit's creepy. Like, like if he's right, it's weird. If he's wrong, it could either be insulting or flattering. The world may also, never know. Also, nobody's really named Applebum. Like it's probably a nickname he decided to make up because her ass looks like an yeah, apple. I went to a high school with a Miss Applebum. What? No, no, Jasmine. No. <laughs> you live in LA now, dude. You can't be that gullible, man. You got to be careful. <laughs> this is how you get robbed at an ATM. You can't work <laughs> in the entertainment industry and be taking these. No. What, what was it, Little Richard? <laughs> taking these Little Richard deals? Yeah, I can't be taking these Little Richard deals. Oh, man, I had, I had some story, like, the 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 new edition deal is even worse, because they had to split it, like, six ways. Like, they got off of, they, like, had to drop out of school when they were, like, 16 years, or, like, 14 years old, and, like, went on, like, a multi-city tour and came off the tour with, like, $25 each. Like, it was... Bad. I think oh. It wasn't like Wilson Pickett, but it was. Uh... Ooh. Man, we were just what? talking about Sam Cooke. I why did I, I put him and Sam Cooke together a lot, but there was a guy uh, who died. Bobby Womack? Like, no. no, it wasn't by Womack because he had money by the end of it. Hmm. I love hearing about these oh, crazy. Yeah, now I want some damn Thai food. I'm always hungry when I'm recording. Like. Yesterday was not the old, like, yesterday I could hear my stomach. I was like, this is bad. Nah, it's all fine. Oh, 
And I do, I do have a place to be at 6.15, so I'll have to be pretty hard out at 6 okay. o'clock. If he comes back, we'll just wrap it immediately. I think I've got, like, one more question. Um, like, the ending. God, people have just not been receptive with my, like, who do you want to ask this thing? You know, I don't know. No one's going to give a shit until I get somebody famous on here. Like, famous, 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 you know? But, oh, well. Oh, well. The questions will come. Some folks. Hmm? You certainly had some folks on here. I know it's really that have fun. Some influence. I think are great and awesome, but you know. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Nut and butter hilarious. And I almost want to name I can't I almost want to name this I can't cut without the butt. Because the word butt is funny. It's just inherently hilarious. This is still the Tribe Called Quest song? No, oh, the nut and butt thing that we're talking about? No, that was DMX. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think Applebum. Benita Applebum does not talk about nutting and butts. No, that was a DMX song. It had some pretty out there lyrics. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I feel like all of DMX's stuff was pretty, like way out there like he'd say some out there shit i don't know a lot about dmx but yeah there's a there's an interesting kind of like back and forth in the the online sphere about him because people are like pointing out that like some of his lyrics had a lot of homo homophobic undertones in them and it's like i i think a lot of times people are just i'm not saying that i don't think it's bad to look at things critically but i think you also have to be critical of the fact that you're looking at things with a 2021 lens you're looking at things with all the information and all the sentiments and all the expectations you have developed over years of marginalized people fighting to be seen. You so gotta, of gonna you, gotta you know, do it like an anthropologist. And an anthropologist's job is to examine a culture within the time that it existed. Yeah. And I don't think anything he did was, like, that homophobic for the 90s. <laughs> no. We said the F word a lot back then. Everyone did. Every, oh, my God. A whole lot. You know what, like, makes me double back is the R word. Like, I forget how common and normal it was, and there's so many movies I didn't know. Since I started playing video games online again, I've kind of been reminded of how common that word still is. Kids say it still, or, like, grown adults? Uh, like, I don't know, not as many kids say it. Some, like, younger, like, teenager people will say it, but I definitely hear people with that are, like, my age that will still they say because it's just like an old trope it's just like i think sometimes people like my age like i'm 26 i think people our age like will be like playing video games you get taken back to being like 11 and you start saying all that stupid shit that you did and you don't even think about it damn i don't Word. Must be a whole different world being a gamer all right we're gonna wrap it up clint you ready okay yes all right and go okay Okay, so that's going to wrap it up. We've got some fantastic songs on here. Benita Applebum, which, okay, yeah. I will agree with you. It is a beautiful R&B, hip-hop, hip-hop and R&B song. It's a collaboration of both. I will agree with you there. But what I cannot think, though, is like, do you think if you were Benita, would you maybe find this a little creepy, though? Like a touch? No, she, we, I know who Benita is in real life. I saw her. And like, apparently that was Q-Tip girlfriend. And that was how he made the song, but like, no, nah, it was not creepy at all. And she is everything that song, everything I love about that song. She, she is that she is 
She is fine. And I'm talking about today. That's she gotta be in her late 40s. She is fine. But <laughs> Benita yeah. is fine. <laughs> she, she is fine. She is fine. I'll you know, ain't no song creepy. I hey, I'm defending that. You look like that. I <laughs> yo, she is fine. I'm sorry. She sounds beautiful. I, I just feel like if a dude knew my exact measurements, I would be concerned. You know what I mean? 37 I is kind of I don't think I don't think you I think it just rhymed with the, it. He had to end seven because it says match made in heaven. What rhymes with heaven? Seven. Her okay. her maybe her core maybe her ass wasn't that fat. You know, we don't know that. <laughs> okay, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. But I think you're right. I think it's definitely up there. My personal favorite R and B hip hop. Fusion of the genre to me, it's uh Erica Badu and the Roots. You got me. I think it's the best because it has the male and female perspective. I think it's about commitment and a non traditional. That's a Philly yeah. song right there. That's Philadelphia right there. That's Philadelphia, this essence right there. Cause that That's song true. originally because Jill Scott wrote the hook. She was originally supposed to sing the hook, but they replaced it with J Erica Badu because at the time Badu was bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a beautiful. That's a that's a good. I, I'm not mad at that choice. Yeah, I think they're both. It's now, that's see, one of those things you can't get you can't get it wrong. Like there's so many good ones to choose from. I saw somebody commented, "You're all I need." I was like, mm, "A good I mean, contender." That's cool, but that's that to me is a good song. But it's like that's cliche, and that to me is just like the. You know, like that's you know what I don't like about that song. White people like that song. What? When white people like like the song, it makes I don't like it no more. <laughs> okay, you you hang in with some different white people because I've never heard a white person say they like that song. Now they like the like Marvin Gaye version. I don't even know any white people who know that version with with Meth and 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 Mary J. Blige. Yes, they do. Word. Okay. I've never heard a white person that's the, say like, that's the that's that's one of the songs they go because they like method man that's one of the songs they like to go to to say oh look at me i like hip-hop like <laughs> chill out bro okay so would you say it's like right up there with regulators what's another one that white oh regulators gin and juice and this is how we do it that is yep <laughs> yep and poison gotta throw in poison oh. too oh they ruin poison they ruin po i just oh there's certain there's like certain black songs that i can't hear without hearing like offbeat claps added into it. Like when I hear single ladies, I hear like a clap on the one and the three. And I'm like, this might be a good mm. song, but am I, I hear a sorority right. bachelorette party. <laughs> right, yep, yep. <laughs> oh man, it has been so fun chopping it up with you. It has been really great. Like oh, getting- the pleasure's mine. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm sorry we got into a little Mariah versus LL Cool J fight. I hope you still. No, love you me. just you were just you 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 know I, I was you was you thought I was slandering your girl when I was giving your girl praise and you were slandering my guy and I, he didn't do anything. I think you are a little bit um, generous with the use of the word slander. I think <laughs> okay. you did a little more of that, but I gave you I gave you I gave you I'm giving you grace. I think reminding you of the songs he did is not slander. Like here is an actual, it's not like I accused him of making this song. I, I didn't, but I did nothing to Mariah. I've you only said that Mariah, all I said was Jermaine Dupri wrote some of the songs and you're like, but she wrote it and she's number one. And she, and I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. 
Okay. I want to come back. I like this podcast. This is fun. You got to come on this podcast. You got to come sit on the fuck boy couch. Oh my God. I'm down. I'm vaccinated and ready to go. I am. So I, I got through it, had my second round. Uh, and we're good. Literally. Then we're good. Because of it. I don't know if you know that. That's a side effect. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Uh, Under your armpit, you just, women are growing an extra little, it, it's going down, but I grew like an extra little one on the right. And it's like, it's, it's there. It's like a little ache. <laughs> All right, I think I'm gonna bow out this conversation. All right. Well, we've loved having you about <laughs> the titty. I was just joking. Go ahead. All right. I would love for you to connect with my listeners and fans. Where can they find more of you and more of the things you like? Your next album? Do you have like a? I'm sure you got to record it first, and there's gonna be a date. But... Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So we're recording on uh, record next week. Um, you know, just really just continue watching the World Series of Space. That's the main thing, and. Um, you know, um, just follow me on Instagram at Clint Coley. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. I'm not, you know, like I said, right now I'm 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 knee deep into doing stuff and not and not worried about releasing it. I'm worried about the actual getting the product done, mm-hmm. and then you market the product. So like right now I'm I'm in the hut. So you know what I'm saying. So me recording the album means nothing. When are you releasing it? I want to give somebody a date. I want to give you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Any more so, tour dates coming around? Where what cities are you gonna be in next? No, I'm chilling. Oh, so right. So again, after after Indianapolis and St. Louis, that's it for right now. I'm chilling. Good. Well, it sounds like you've been hustling. I think you deserve a, a little break, and then there'll be more great things coming up. I'm looking forward to checking out the World Series of Spades as a person who's been terrified to play spades in real life. I think you can I'm- learn on your own just by watching the show. I think I'm gonna do that because I'm not about to get cussed out for not knowing how to play in real life for sure all right well thank you guys again for tuning in to rhythm and bay podcast as always i'm your host jasmine ellis make sure you follow us on instagram at instagram.com slash rhythm and bay podcast on facebook at rhythm and bay podcast and on twitter at bay rhythm and i still cannot fix it they won't let me that's okay thanks for chilling with me having fun as always i'm jasmine ellis you can find me on all the things at jasmine ellis comedy have a fantastic week a great weekend and as always keep it smooth Thank you.